many hope that as 2022 progresses, inflationary pressures, at least for the most essential items, will begin to wane. In large measure, it hasn't happened yet, and if anything, food prices are poised to continue their climb over the months ahead. As indicated by the Wall Street Journal, several of the nation's largest food suppliers and restaurants, including Kraft Heinz and McDonald's franchisees, say that they will continue to raise their prices as they face starkly higher costs of their own. Kraft Heinz recently notified its customers that it will raise prices in August on items ranging from Miracle Whip to Maxwell House Coffee. Kraft has already raised prices nearly 14% since 2019. From farmers to factories and grocery stores to restaurants, executives indicate that they are experiencing jaw-dropping cost increases for packaging, ingredients, workers, and shipping. The run-up in fuel prices is rendering it more expensive to produce and distribute food. According to Labor Department data, grocery prices have risen nearly 12% over the past year. Prices at restaurants are up more than 7%. Each of these increases marks the largest year-over-year gains in four decades. Russia's ongoing invasion of Ukraine, one of the world's top grain-producing regions, is lifting the prices of many staples, including cooking oil. For WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. As the clock turned to the year 2022, the prevailing wisdom was that this would be another year of robust economic recovery. Not only were public health outcomes improving in the context of vaccinations and rising immunity, but American households came into the year flush with cash. Russia had yet to begin its assault on Ukrainian democracy. Inflation was expected to moderate. Alas, things haven't worked out as expected. On February 24th, the Russians made their move on Ukraine. Oil, natural gas, wheat, and other prices spiked. America and much of the balance of the world find themselves in an inflationary spiral. Between May of last year and May of this, consumer prices expanded 8.6% in America. Predictably, many Americans are digging into their savings to afford basic items like gasoline, electricity, food, and rent. A recent Forbes advisor survey of 2,000 adults determined that approximately 70% of Americans are using their savings to cover rising prices. As reported in a recent Market Watch piece, the personal savings rate in April hit 4.4%, the lowest level since September of 2008. About a third of consumers are putting less money into their emergency funds, according to New York Life Insurance. And in May, retail sales dipped, reflecting growing household financial challenges. For WIPR and my Bruce Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. According to a recent survey conducted by the conference board, more than 60% of chief executive officers expect a recession in their geographic region over the next 12 to 18 months. An additional 15% believe the region of the world in which their company operates is already in recession. How quickly things have changed. In late 2021, just about six months ago, only 22% of CEOs perceived recession risk, and that total was down from 39% a year earlier. As indicated by the Wall Street Journal, the survey was conducted before the Federal Reserve recently approved the largest increase in interest rates since 1994. At the heart of elevated recession fears are the fallout from Russia's invasion of Ukraine, lingering supply chain challenges and COVID-related lockdowns in China. Rising borrowing costs and increasingly pessimistic consumers add to the headwinds facing the U.S. economy. 
Corporate layoffs appear to be on the rise in the context of what has been a red-hot labor market. Technology companies like Meta Platforms, the parent company of Facebook, have sharply slowed hiring in recent weeks. Cryptocurrency exchange Coinbase Global has indicated that it was letting go of 1,100 employees, or approximately 18% of its workforce. For WIPR and my Bruce Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. If you were to learn that someone in your circle was earning six figures, you might be pretty impressed. At least in much of the nation, earning $100,000 or more will take one a long way. A nice place to live, dependable transportation, and enviable vacations. But money doesn't stretch as far as it used to, and there are plenty of people earning six figures who feel stretched thin financially. According to a survey conducted by Willis Towers Watson, a consulting firm, 36% of U.S. employees with salaries of $100,000 or more are living paycheck to paycheck. That's twice the proportion who said something similar in 2019. According to the survey and as reported by CNBC, among those with incomes less than $50,000, 52% report living from paycheck to paycheck. If anything, the proportion of Americans reporting that they are living from paycheck to paycheck and who are therefore extremely susceptible to negative impacts associated with job loss is set to expand during the weeks ahead. Consumer prices are up 8.6% over the past year. Despite rapidly rising wages, the typical worker continues to fall behind in real terms as wage growth falls short of inflation. Interest rates are also on the rise, which may translate into higher credit card and other debt service payments. For WYPR and my Bruce Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. A recent Bloomberg piece asks the question, how many bridges does the Chesapeake Bay need? There are many who say one bridge, the Bay Bridge, is plenty. Another bridge across the bay, they say, would produce more sprawl, pollution, and harmful climate impacts. But others are tired of the congestion, especially this time of the year, as folks from Maryland's western shore make their way to the beaches of the eastern shore. There is a proposal to construct a new bay bridge, which is projected to cost up to $8.9 billion. Investing that much money into costly car infrastructure is at least arguably difficult to reconcile with Maryland's newly established 2045 net zero emissions goals. Despite that, the bridge plan enjoys strong support from many Marylanders. In 12 of Maryland's 23 counties, as well as in the town of Ocean City, letters of support have been issued over the past year. Traffic between the shores expanded from 2.1 million crossings in 1953 to 27 million by 2007, according to data from the Maryland Transportation Authority. Last year, there were a bit fewer than 27 million crossings. Over the next two decades, the authority projects that traffic from both commuters and vacationers will increase by 23% on weekdays and 14% on summer weekends. For WIPR and my Bruce Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu.